Have you ever wondered what the optimal diet is? I want to propose that the optimal diet is not the same as the diet that has worked the best in our history to keep us alive. It's not the same as what diet can induce weight loss. It's not the same as what diet is interesting or fun to eat. I want to propose that the optimal diet is what an organism would thrive on if we could really control what it was going to consume for the entirety of its existence. Hello, wellness warriors. Welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I'm Violet, your keel psychologist. The reason I make these videos is because I want you to understand that your mental health and physical health coming together appropriately is what causes us to have that experience of well-being. If you find these kind of videos helpful and you're working on that kind of thing, subscribe because I make new videos every week. If we look at what nutrients a human needs to survive without causing disease, and we look at what you would need to eat to attain those nutrients, what we find out is that you actually could do that by eating only animal products or only meat products. That's a fact that's based on what our bodies actually need to continue to function. Because meat has protein and fat and organ meats have micronutrients and all of these things contribute to humans being able to eat nose to tail and to do very well. We need to look at that word optimal when we're talking about the optimal human diet because optimal means the best or most favorable. But when people are talking about this, the question is most favorable towards what? And when people answer that question, I hear them use this idea of survival. So what's going to allow us to remain alive? But in that case, then what's optimal changes based on the circumstances and the era that we're in. See, when we were gatherers and hunters, like hunter gatherers, we ate meat preferentially and gathered plants to eat when the meat was scarce. But prior to being hunter gatherers and in places where there was winter, we really had to focus on hunting and fishing. I think what we try to ignore, but I feel we really cannot ignore is that we're humans. We're extremely smart and we've evolved and created technology that has actually changed the way that food tastes. And now I'm talking about real food. I'm talking about fruits and vegetables that grew from the ground that used to taste a certain way. Us humans have come along and decided that apples should be sweeter. And not only should they be sweeter, but some of them should taste like grapes. Some of them should taste like cotton candy. So we have decided that strawberries should be bigger and sweeter. And we have actually genetically engineered fruits and vegetables to taste quote unquote better to us than they used to taste. But in actuality, what it really boils down to is we've engineered fruits and vegetables to taste sweeter, to be sweeter because there's more carbohydrates in them. We've genetically engineered the seeds out of certain vegetables and fruits because we just didn't like having to deal with those things and make our lives more convenient. How does that affect the actual fruit and vegetable? How do they reproduce? So now we are in this genetically modified food area where the only way we can produce these seedless things is to have them created for us. We also figured out how to tame our food source so that we can grow them at scale 
But in that process, we ended up putting them in small areas where they ended up having medical issues where we had to turn around and give them antibiotics. But then lucky for us, we figured out that giving animals antibiotics actually causes them to be bigger and fatter. And, and we absolutely ignore the part where those bigger, fatter animals are pumped full of antibiotics that then we eat. And those antibiotics actually affect us. My issue here and what I'm asking every wellness warrior to think about when we talk about optimal diet, optimal nutrition, is that we have actually changed what is available for us to eat. The food of today is not the food of 2000 years ago. Why do we believe that this will not have an effect on how our body reacts to the food? For optimal health, we need protein and fat. But here's the thing, for optimal happiness, there's no one answer. So each person has their specific relationship with food. Some live to eat and others eat to live. So what happens if you actually one of those people who find it entertaining to eat, enjoy that process, are pulled towards it? We need to keep it in mind that when we're talking about optimal nutrition, today we do not live in a scenario, or at least most of us, most of us do not live in a scenario where food is scarce. But yet today, most people who are overweight actually are malnourished because the actual food that they're eating isn't providing them with what they need. So what their body needs to build, repair, and grow stronger. We ignore this fact. If we were living in a time where food was scarce, we would eat whatever was available. And when we look at countries where food is actually scarce, they eat whatever is available. That's not the majority of people that are watching this video. The majority of the people that's watching this video not only have choices and could eat better quality food, but we actually make choices based on taste and price over the quality of what we are going to be eating and how it will affect our body. And the reason that happens is because when we have choice, when we have the luxury of deciding between A, B, and C, then food becomes entertainment. Food becomes this thing that we're doing because it tastes good and it's fun to eat and we're not focused on growing healthy bodies. This allows us to choose to classify carbohydrates as a macronutrient that our body needs which is so not true. It's an energy source that our body actually can do without because our body produces it. And we so need to be careful because incorrectly classifying carbohydrates as an energy source that our body needs doesn't change the fact that when we eat carbohydrates to excessive amounts, our body reacts to them appropriately as the toxin that they are. So we are built to survive, right? Survival of the fittest. We can survive on carbohydrates, but is that optimal? We like to be entertained by food, but is that optimal? Honestly, it really depends on the question. Are carbs optimal to keep us alive in times where food is scarce and there's nothing else for us to eat? Absolutely. Are carbs optimal to aid in the palatability of food and enjoyment of food? Absolutely. Does that mean that vegetable products provide nutrients that we could not get from animal products? 
No, it does not. Let's eat for health whenever possible, because when we do that, we are much less likely to be led astray by the food companies that are trying to use our evolutionary history against us, because we evolved eating high quality animal products with vegetation used to fill in the gaps. Those sweet vegetables of today, those sweet fruits of today, that's not what we were eating. That means that the addictive quality of the vegetables and fruits that we eat today is not what we were actually eating. So we were not chasing those fruits when we were eating them 100, 200 years ago because they didn't taste like this. So that push for us to eat more vegetation, take it with a grain of salt, which we do need, by the way. Salt is good for you. Wellness Warriors, I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I love making these videos for you guys, and I really can't wait to talk to you again next week. Oh, share the video with a friend.